feelings or fearful emotions. Together, the parts join in a triangle in which each side, behavior, thoughts, or feelings, operates as both a cause and a consequence of the others. For example, compulsive behavior is driven by the avoidance of feared emotions and supported by distorted, flawed thinking. Similarly, anxious feelings create avoidance behaviors that in turn are linked to flawed or incorrect ways of thinking. The Disease to Please Triangle shows how you can achieve big gains in curing your people-pleasing problems by making small changes in the way you think, act, or feel. Because of their interconnections, small changes in any side of the triangle will generate change in the whole syndrome. Now that you know the main underlying cause of your own triangle, you will be able to direct and prioritize your personal change process. People-Pleasing Mindsets People-pleasers whose distorted thinking is the predominant cause of their syndrome are ensnared in burdensome and self-defeating mindsets that perpetuate their disease-to-please problems. If you are in this group, your people-pleasing is driven by a fixed thought that you need and must strive for everyone to like you. You measure your self-esteem and define your identity by how much you do for others whose needs, you insist, must come before your own. When you have people-pleasing mindsets, you believe that being nice will protect you from rejection and other hurtful treatment from others. And while you impose demanding rules, harsh criticism, and perfectionist expectations on yourself, you simultaneously yearn for universal acceptance. In short, you have thought your way into the problem, and to a significant extent you will need to think your way to recovery. So, your change efforts should first be directed toward understanding and correcting your people-pleasing mindsets. People-pleasing habits People-pleasers whose disease to please is predominantly caused by habitual behavior are driven to take care of others' needs at the expense of their own. If you are this type, you do too much too often for others, almost never say no, rarely delegate, and inevitably become overcommitted and spread too thin. And while these self-defeating, stress-producing patterns take their toll on your health and on your closest relationships, they maintain a firm grip on your behavior because they are driven by your excessive, even addictive need for everyone's approval. If you fit this description, your initial focus will be best spent on understanding and breaking your self-defeating, people-pleasing habits. People-pleasing feelings. People-pleasers whose syndrome is primarily caused by the avoidance of frightening and uncomfortable feelings comprise the third type. If you are in this group, you will recognize the high anxiety that merely the anticipation or possibility of an angry confrontation with others evokes. Your disease-to-please syndrome operates primarily as an avoidance tactic intended to protect you from your fears of anger, conflict, and confrontation. But, as you may already know, the tactic is faulty. Your fears not only fail to diminish, they even intensify as the avoidance patterns persist. Because you avoid difficult emotions, you never allow yourself to learn how to effectively manage conflict or how to deal appropriately with anger. As a consequence, you relinquish control too easily to those who would dominate you through intimidation and manipulation. 
So, if the main cause of your disease to please is based in emotional avoidance, your personal change process will be best directed first on your people-pleasing feelings. Your efforts to overcome your fears and to better understand and manage anger and conflict will yield big returns. Finally, you may be among those people who do not have one cause or one side of the triangle that is most dominant in their disease to please syndrome. If so, people-pleasing mindsets, habits, and feelings all play about equal roles as underlying causes of your problem. As a result, you may begin your change process in any of the three areas with equal impact. While most people pleasers can identify a dominant causal feature in their problem, it is important to remember that the disease to please syndrome is composed of all three sides of the triangle. You want and need to find effective solutions to this troubling problem as soon as possible. Locating your dominant side is the fastest method to help prioritize and begin your personal change process. Eventually, however, in order to make a full and lasting recovery, you will need to address your issues in all three areas: thinking, behavior, and feelings. The hidden cost of people pleasing. People pleasing is an odd problem. At first glance, it may not even seem like a problem at all. In fact, the phrase "people pleaser" might feel more like a compliment or a flattering self-description that you proudly wear as a badge of honor. After all, what's wrong with trying to make others happy? Shouldn't we all strive to please the people we love and even those we just like a lot? Surely the world would be a happier place if there were more people pleasers, wouldn't it? The truth is that people pleasing is a sweet-sounding name for what, to many people, actually is a serious psychological problem. The disease to please is a compulsive, even addictive, behavior pattern. As a people pleaser, you feel controlled by your need to please others and addicted to their approval. At the same time, you feel out of control over the pressures and demands on your life that these needs have created. If you have the disease, your need to please is not limited to just saying yes to the actual requests, invitations, or demands initiated by others. As a people pleaser, your emotional tuning dials are jammed on the frequency of what you believe other people want or expect of you. Just the perception that another might need your help is enough to send your people pleasing response system into overdrive. The dilemma you face is that in staying so finely tuned to the real and perceived needs of others, you often turn a deaf ear to your own inner voice that may be trying to protect you from overextending yourself and from operating against your own self-interests. When you have the disease to please, your self-esteem is all tied up with how much you do for others and how successful you are at pleasing them. Fulfilling the needs of others becomes the magic formula for gaining love and self-worth, and for protection from abandonment and rejection. But in reality, it's a formula that simply doesn't work. Driven by an excessive need to gain the approval of other people, of everyone, people pleasers will strive to do so at almost any cost to themselves. But this approval addiction can paralyze action. For example, when you feel pulled in more than one direction, trying to meet the needs of several people, your fear of disapproval—the flip side of the need for approval—can freeze you up, leaving you in a quandary: Whom should you please? How should you choose? What if you end up pleasing no one?
when being nice is too high a price. People pleasers become deeply attached to seeing themselves and to being certain that others see them as nice people. Their very identity derives from this image of niceness. And while they may believe that being nice protects them from unpleasant situations with friends and family, in actuality the price they pay is still far too high. First, because you are so nice, other people may manipulate and exploit your willingness to please them. Your niceness may even blind you to the fact that others are exploiting you. Further, keeping a front of niceness all the time prevents you from showing anger and displeasure, however justified they may be. Second, you avoid criticizing others so that you won't be criticized. To avoid confrontation, it is all too easy to take the path of least resistance that psychologists call conflict avoidance. Like criticism, confrontation and anger are also dangerous emotional experiences that you wish to avoid at nearly any cost. At the core of your niceness is a deep fear of negative emotions. In fact, people-pleasing is largely driven by emotional fears. Fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, fear of conflict or confrontation, fear of criticism, fear of being alone, and fear of anger. As a people-pleaser, you hold the belief that by being nice and always doing things for others, you will avoid these emotions in yourself and others. This defensive belief has a two-way effect. First, you use your niceness to deter and dodge negative emotions aimed at you from others. As long as you are so nice and always try to do things to please others, why would anyone want to get angry or reject or criticize you? Second, by being so invested in your own niceness, you don't allow yourself to feel or express negative emotions toward others. The more you identify with